0: Hey, welcome to another episode of Clearlight Connections where we talk to the people behind the businesses of Bay Area Houston, uh, proudly sponsored by UTMB Health. Uh, today's special guest, you are the Chief of Pediatric Surgery at UTMB, Yes, Dr. Bindi Nike Mathuria.
1: Yes, thank you so much for having me.
0: And the reason you're on is you recently authored a paper uh, Tell us about that. It's about it's about, it's it's a, a an interesting topic and and one that certainly needs more uh, yeah. light shed on it.
1: Absolutely, thank you. So, um, it's regarding um, gun violence, but particularly to children. And so, I don't know if a lot of people are aware, but now it's the leading cause of death in children, all children of all ages, um, that beats motor vehicle crashes, car accidents, cancer, heart disease anything in America it's the leading cause of death and so as much as we like to you know we may like to pretend it doesn't exist because it's just a sad topic and of course there's a lot of political uh, issues around it as well it's um, something that as doctors and as a public health researcher I've always been really passionate about I've taken care of many many children injured by guns um children are innocent most of the time. Um, sometimes they, they find a gun in the wrong hands and they, uh, you know, they, they shoot themselves with it or they're shot by another child or um, they, they're a bystander just happened to be in the way. Um, there's, of course, suicide and that's a big mental health problem is, is uh, an increasing problem in children. And, and then, of course, there's the interpersonal violence that you know, is, um, has to do with domestic violence, sometimes child abuse, and then sometimes gang-related and street violence as well. In all of these cases, um, children are affected. And the reason I got interested in this is because there's really not been a good, um, we don't have a good handle on how often it's happening. So if you look at all the media stories that talk about gun violence, a lot of them focus on mass shootings. Yes, those are really, really sad and horrible, but they're, they're really just a really small proportion of everything else that's going on. And then um, there's a lot of focus on deaths. So you hear a lot about homicides, and you hear a lot about suicides, but there's very little um, knowledge really on the ones that don't die. And as someone who's, who's worked in many trauma centers and has cared for these children, I can tell you that most of them don't die, um, but they're still affected by gun violence, right? So they may have long-term disabilities. They certainly have um, psychological trauma and things like that. And so um, I just felt that if we want to try to get a handle on what's going on so that we can think about ways to prevent it, that we need to understand the full picture of what's going on.
0: Yeah. And UTMB seems really interested in the public health. Yes. Uh, so that it was a natural fit for you to be able to take this on.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. I have um, I have a degree in public health. I, I find it very interesting. Um, as a doctor, you can help the few patients that you help. With public health, you help Many more people, you can reach many more people. And it also um, has to do with injury prevention. So I think of it in the same ways I think about bike helmets, you know, or car seat uh, seat belts or car seats, um, drowning prevention. I mean, it's really just preventing injuries. In this case, it happens to be preventing injuries from guns.
0: So you said that. I guess it was kind of an inflection point because it's now the leading cause yeah. of death. W- yeah. when, when did that?
1: 2020.
0: And that's okay. So that. In
1: 2020 is when the lines crossed. It used to be um, car crashes for many, many decades. And then um, it, it, they took over. There's definitely been an increase in both adults and, and children throughout the country on um, deaths and injuries due to guns starting in 2020. Whether or not that's related to the pandemic, I think is. Uh,
0: Maybe as people get on the road again more. Yeah,
1: may or may not be related. I think it's unclear, but certainly um, it has gone up since then. Mm-hmm.
0: And and you had mentioned a, a lot of factors for that. But w- w- what are you seeing here locally that, that, yeah. that we need um, to pay attention to? Yeah, it's certainly
1: more in Houston and some of the other reasons. So this it, this particular article focuses on the national scene. Um, but I also do a lot of research on just, you know, Houston area, Harris County, that that area. And it, it's certainly gone up. I mean, it's um, it's gone up more than 80% in the last few years, which is really scary. And um, we see it... In, you know, so it, there's different types of, of gun violence, right? As I mentioned, there's the accidental, there's a the suicide, there's this and that. And it, so each of them is is very different. So, for example, the suicides we see more in the suburbs, um, particularly if you talk about Harris County, the, the northern suburbs. Um, It's more prevalent in middle school children. It's more prevalent in um, Caucasian children. And then unintentional or accidental injuries are everywhere, suburban and urban, certainly rural. So our population here at UTMB, we draw a lot from the rural um, cities, uh, uh, you know, counties and um, uh, the unintentional or the accidental shootings were really high, so are suicides in children. And so it's important to know these things because it, it's not just a one-size-fits-all prevent- solution. It's not as easy as bike helmets, right? So how do you prevent these? So for suicides, it may be different. It's about recognizing mental health, depression, and in what age group, and which race group, and which gender group are you looking for. Um, for accidental shootings, it's, that one's easy, I guess. Just, you know, d- don't keep loaded guns near children that can access them. But also knowing what ages, For example, a lot, of, a lot of people don't know that a two-year-old can pull a trigger. and I've seen it, you know, I've seen them come in having pulled a trigger and people don't realize that. Then there's a lot of misconception about, oh, well, I taught my, my child to stay away from a gun where studies have shown over and over again that it's not enough, that children are curious. And even if they've been taught, they often... You know, still are curious about it, and Mm -hmm. um, so there's there's just so I think understanding what's going on and then trying to identify the risk factors for each age group and for each shooting type um, can then lead to prevention from every angle.
0: But the number one thing is is keeping the guns locked up. Yeah, and away from the kids, basically to
1: prevent the accidental injuries and the yeah. suicides. Absolutely, that that's the easiest. That's e- that's number one thing for sure. Now, so- and what we found in this in this study, um, sorry to interrupt you, is that a third of the of the injuries and deaths in children um, were either accidental or suicide. And so I think that that really really. Um, uh, I guess uh, emphasizes that safe storage would be an important uh, way to prevent these those those types of injuries from for children.
0: Yeah, and you had mentioned that actually more are surviving than are mm-hmm. that are yes. So the, the 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 number of people dying is at a record number, but yeah. that also means the number of people getting being shot yes. and not making that list. Or, t- exactly. Talk to me a little more about what I, I would imagine a, a, a bullet. Would have the smaller the person, yeah. Obviously, the The, yeah. the bigger the damage. So, talk so talk about that we, a little what bit. What you
1: see on the outside is just the tip of the iceberg. So when a bullet enters a body, it um it forms a uh, a bla- it has a blast effect. It almost forms a cavity, and so what you see on the outside is just just a small hole. Is is it's like five times wider on the inside in some cases, you know, depending on how close range the bullet was and, um, what the, you know, the speed of the bullet and the caliber and all of that kind of stuff. But generally the damage is a lot more. It's not just like a single tiny thing going, zipping through the body. Mm. And so, um, on a child, you may have a blast effect, say a blast effect is this wide. Now I know we're on I don't know how to, how many how many centimeters is that <laughs> to describe that? Say it's um say it's 10 to 15 centimeters wide, and it goes through the liver of a of an adult, right? That may just take out a small portion of that, maybe not as big of a deal, but that's going to take out the majority of a liver of a child, right? And so the damage can definitely be um, more pronounced in children. So some of the non-fatal injuries that we see, some of them are small, right? Just going through the hand, for example, or the, you know, the, the leg or things like that. But there's others that you know, I took care of a child that had one bullet, just a stray bullet that went through his abdomen and came out of his back, injured every single organ in his body, mm. including the major blood vessels, you know. And yes, he lived, but he was in the hospital for seven months and he has, you know, a uh, lots of pain and problems walking and all of this, this kind of stuff and so we can't just ignore those and you know, we can't just talk about the debts it's yeah. also it's, it's the same thing if you think about car crashes right yes the ones with fatalities are bad but we want to prevent all of them right so it's the same it's the same concept
0: so h- how'd you get into pediatrics
1: oh well i've always loved kids i always thought i was going to be a pediatrician actually and then i fell in love with surgery during medical school and then when i learned that there was a field called pediatric surgery i I thought that was a dream job, and it's been true.
0: <laughs> and and how long later. have you been with UTMB?
1: Actually, I'm fairly new to UTMB. I just started, um, it's been only less than about six months. Prior to that, I was in Houston at okay. Texas Children's. for And, most of and my are
0: career. you enjoying it? Because yeah. all the doctors I speak to, they talk about the culture there and, and, and how yes. welcoming it is. Oh,
1: absolutely. I can 100% attest to that, yes. it's um, the, the people really make the place, and it's, it's absolutely a welcoming culture and um, very supportive. So I've been very happy. Yes, thank you. Well,
0: congratulations on the study. Uh, anything else you want to tell the audience before we uh, part?
1: Um, well, I just think that everyone can can play a part, and sometimes I think we don't, we certainly don't see as much gun violence in, in, for example, Galveston in this area as much as it is in Houston, but that doesn't mean that we that it's not there, and that you know we can we can avoid it. So I think everyone should play a part, and you know, if you're a responsible gun owner or a non-gun owner, everyone can play a part in uh, making sure that we're all safe.
0: When I thought it was interesting, it, it, you said that UTMB serves a rural, uh-huh. suburban, and maybe a smaller urban. yes. yes. So you're seeing all the absolutely. different types at that point
1: absolutely yes yes. okay
0: and then so up for a lot of our audience being suburban uh, you said to focus on yeah you know, basically so, the suicide so one suburban
1: and- is um, suicide and, um, and and accidental injuries are definitely we like to call them unintentional because they're not an accident they could have been prevented you mm-hmm. know and so yeah those are those are those are most common in children in, in the suburbs for sure and for that safe storage of every single gun you have is absolutely important. Um, people like to own, you know, guns for self-protection and so, you know, locks and things like that can be cumbersome and I understand that, but there's great there's great options. For example, the fingerprint safes is just as quick as opening your uh, mm-hmm. your cell phone. That's one. If you can keep it in a, you know, in a in a bigger safe or, or somewhere farther away, that's always best. At least separating the ammunition. There's different ways of doing it. Um, but I think the key is just, um, recognizing that it is a risk just as dangerous as a, as a car might be for a child to get in a car and drive it. It's the same thing getting a gun and, and as much as you tell him not to do it, does not you know, you can't rely on that. So.
0: Yeah. Cause I remember, oh, this, I must've been in junior high yeah. and I was over at a friend's house and he had gotten a gun out mm-hmm. and I remember he was waving it around. and I'm like, yeah. looking back on that. That could have ended very could have, badly. Yeah, it, could <laughs> yeah. have, it could have easily been, you know, that type of situation. And we
1: see uh, devastating stories like that all the time. And it's just, it's heartbreaking. And no one wanted that for their kids. It's not like they left that gun out on purpose. Of course not, right? Everyone tries to be responsible. But I think that, um, I think it's just, it's, it's just raising raising awareness that it's not enough to just, you know, and some people think, for example, oh, I can just hide it in a closet. Well, kids find things, right? Yeah, they like find, Christmas presents. They find Christmas presents, yeah. so they will, they'll find that. And um, we've just, and so I think just emphasizing that, and I, and I think there's a sense of, oh, it's not going to happen to me, right? That That's a common, mm-hmm. maybe it's a self-protective thing. Um, getting getting around that, right? Yeah. Like it could happen to me, it could happen to my friend, it could happen to anyone. If you have
0: kids, you realize they lack impulse control.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly, and teenagers especially, yeah. right? And so some of the, a lot of the teenage um, injuries received sometimes maybe with their own weapons, right, with their own guns that they have while they're cleaning them or something like that, or just oh showing them off to their friends. And so it's it's fine to let teenagers have guns, but again, it comes with responsibility. So maybe they should just be handling them when they're around adults, mm-hmm. and then. Be you know, given back to adults or something like that. But, and then certainly in cases where, where teenagers and sadly this starts. You know, the mental health thing is starting. Like this, the number one cause of um, of uh, death for middle schoolers is suicide, which is just crazy to think about, right? Yeah. By firearm. And so, even in that level, um, it may be best just not to have a gun in the home at all, especially if a child seems to be depressed or anxious or something like that. It's just, it's just too too easy you know so
0: well I want to thank you because you've the next time one of my kids says it was an accident I will say no it was unintentional
1: exactly so (laughs) you've you've given
0: me a valuable uh, tool to (laughs) interact with my kids
1: excellent excellent
0: well thanks for being on
1: absolutely such a pleasure thank you so much